you're listening to Sportstar podcasts for our full multi sport coverage head over to sportstar.thehindu.com Hi guys, you're listening to Sports Stars Matchpoint Paradox. Uh, my name is Lavanya, and I'm joined by my colleagues Ashin Prasad and Shyamras Devan. Hello, both of you. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lavanya. Thanks for having us here. Hi, Lavanya, and hello, guys. All right. So this is our first episode of the show where we're going to be looking at matches across the field of sports. So we're sort of starting with that India versus Qatar game, which happened about a week ago now. We've had enough time to sort of digest this game and take in the lessons that we need to learn and just actually digest that whole draw and how that played out. Ashin and Sham, I'm very happy to have you guys on the show for our first episode. And we've got a lot to talk about, don't we? So before we get into it, and before we look at this as experts or people who are studying the game we need to look at it as people who are at the very core fans as well isn't it what did that draw mean to both of you when you saw 90 minutes of absolutely perfect play if i may say so considering the kind of mentality we went into that game with what are your thoughts on that game yeah so basically looking at from the first fall the match against oman like we expended a lot of energy uh and that was our first uh, competitive game of the season after the players went through the ISL grind which was uh, in march and the super cup in april and yeah we played few friendlies uh, friendly tournaments the kings cup and the intercontinental cup where like the new under the new coach uh, igor stimach who was uh, getting to know the players uh, putting his system into uh, place and like getting the players to play in his style of play right and uh, so when uh, after we did play well against oman the first half we were absolutely brilliant like we could have scored more as well but then like narrowly like uh, losing against them 2-1 in the death uh, considering two late goals which happened, which was a theme uh, under igor's match uh, reign in the six or seven matches here uh, taken in charge of uh, so then going into the next game away to qatar who are the asian champions who played in the copa america on invitation and uh, they have been like peppering teams with goals like you know and they have some really talented players in their uh, squad we none of us like really gave a chance we just uh, thought that, like you know okay we might lose like, we were okay with like score lines of 3-1 3-2 yeah. so you you hope that like you know let's just like lose respe- respectively but also play the way which the coach wants us to and like you know not just like sit back and like you know get not embarrassed basically that's what like i was hoping for and the way the match went like in the in the first 45 minutes like qatar was all over us but then like we just like held forth so from there like you know you just like started getting some confidence maybe we could like you know pull off something you know what like not bad like they at away to qatar uh, they had so many chances there was some uh, uh like Uh, what do you say some confidence coming out of the first half performance and the second half again like we were actually pretty good like qatar didn't really like 
make much clearer to our chances. So you were starting to believe, you know what, we could pull it off. And when then when we did that, like it was brilliant to watch. Like especially with like players like uh, there was no Sunil Chetri, the skipper, Ashik Kohlian, who was the best player in the match against Oman. Hold that thought. We are actually yeah. gonna get on to that a little later on the episode. Shyam, I'm very interested to know what you think because you were not in the newsroom at that point and you were sitting and tweeting out as and when the match was going. It was nail biting to say the least, and you could see that in your tweets, wasn't it? Oh my God, these last 15 minutes are uh, things that are you know worrying for us. So you were sitting and commentating throughout that entire the second half at least. So what was that match like for you? Were you proven wrong? Before that, I think like his uh, responses to us when the result happened was, guys, I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. When we wanted like do some reaction related story, Shyam was saying, guys, I can't write. I'm literally shaking. So. Yeah, you can take over from that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was completely proven wrong. I also expected, I was actually looking looking at the 3-0 loss. I thought it, was, it wouldn't be too bad because I had seen Qatar play the Asian Cup earlier this year and the Copa America and they played against Brazil as well and Argentina and Colombia and they've been so good, such a good unit. And I didn't, I honestly didn't think we should have a chance against them, especially when I found out that Chetri wouldn't be playing as well because that he had a viral, viral, viral infection. Because honestly, the first half, the fact that Gurpreet Singh Sandhu stood like a wall, there was just no beating him on that day. He was just unbelievably strong. And I think the first half, Qatar had close to 17 to 18 chances. But they wasted so many of them by offsides. 14. 14 chances? Yeah, 14 chances. Compared to nothing from the Indian side. Yeah. We had zero shots in yeah. the first half. No, and that's an interesting point, isn't it? Because at least through, I wouldn't even say 75, around 80 to 90% of that game was played only on one half of the field, yeah. isn't it? But that so, was mostly in the first half. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. India made its... Oriented yeah. the opposition in the second half. So yeah. we'll get, get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, as you were right. saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the first half, I genuinely thought that Qatar would easily pump in at least a couple of goals. But the fact that we held on, I think, was was uh, a result of some really resolute def- defending from Sandeep Shingan and Adil Khan, who really, really, really put up a really strong shift on that day. And I think what was really amazing, like even Chetri pointed out, was that Zavi, the, the man, yeah. the Zavi there, was in the stands. I mean, he looked actually really nervous. The, the funny part is he's been there for three, four years now and he knows all these players. I think nine of them play with him at Al Saad, which is where the stadium mm-hmm. is, where the club plays as well. He's the current coach. Of Correct. Yeah. He's the coach as well. And the fact that he looked nervous is like, wow, that's like the, probably the biggest achievements you can say off the field for Indian football. And I think even this result, I think probably the most monumental results over the last decade for sure. Talking about Xavi, uh, he, he was a World Cup winner. He's won European Championships yeah. with Spain. And uh, multiple Champions League and La Liga rally with Barcelona. He's one of the best midfielders in the world. And mm. he's, a, he's a player. Some of the Indian players also would have grown up watching. So all of them actually. Right. Yeah. And, and for them to like make an impression, like for someone like Sahal, who's who, who's an exciting player in our eyes, yeah. for him to make an impression in front of a legend like Xavi, it's a big deal for them. And pull up an incredible result, a nil-nil result mm. at their own home, would have made an impression on him as well. And it's a complete night in itself for the Indian football. You've interviewed him a couple of times, haven't you? Shavi, yes. So what do you think he would have said if you had the opportunity to speak to him after that game? What do you think he would have said? I think he would have said Gurpreet Singh Sandhu was the star of the night. Undoubtedly. Mamma Mia or something. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure he would, have, he, would have, he would have put his weight behind Gurpreet Singh Sandhu. And I'm, I'm, I think he would have been really disappointed with his boys actually. To be honest, because they had so many chances. On the whole, that's 27 chances and 15 corners. It's not convert even one of them. It was honestly quite disappointing for Qatar, for the Asian champions. But what's that a commentary on? Is that a commentary on the fact that the Indian defence was good or the Qatar front line was bad? Indian defence was honestly, compared to the, in the last six months, and it's the best defensive performance I've seen. I'm sure most of us agree with that. 
But I would also have to concede the fact that Qatar were just not as good up front. And Mo Zali, who was who's been their star player, he scored forty eight percent of their goals this year. That's just how good he's been. He couldn't find the back of the net. He was made to look invisible. He was barely even there. Sandeep Shingan and Nikhil Pujari backed him up, back, covered him so well. He was barely even there. But I remember at the cusp of half time, I think it was forty five second minute of injury time. His amazing tap in chance. He was in the box. He was across. There was two of them in front of goal. I think it was Abdul uh, Abdul Hatim and uh, Almas. Both of them had to just tap the ball in. It was a gaping open net. They both missed. And like this, pretty much summed up their entire evening. Mm-hmm. Almas Ali, like he couldn't like get room to like take a shot. Like exactly, yeah. we did like crowd the, uh, mm-hmm. our own box, and then like when he didn't get a chance, he couldn't like make his movement so in and around uh, Adil or Jingen. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, we did like keeping. Quiet, but that was the most of the uh, pattern of play in the first half. They didn't have their chances, but yeah. most of the chances were coming from outside the box, mm. which I think Stimach would have pre- preferred as well. Instead of them, like you know, uh, making uh, slicing India open, mm. which they did do towards the end of the first half. We were, I think, we should also like count ourselves lucky that like yeah, Sh- Sh- Qatar yeah. didn't capitalize on those yeah. on those errors we were making towards the end of the, in the first half. Yeah. But we're yeah. more just stunned by the fact that. This is what was going on there, isn't it? If you look at just how the game went, nobody expected India yeah, to put up the performance. Yeah, the way he was, he stuck out his palm. Superman. Take the shot, uh, Abdul Rahman. Abdul, uh, yeah, 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 Abdul Karim. Abdul Karim. Abdul Karim. That was like a thirty-yard stinger. Yeah. Yeah, that was an amazing. Scene. And I'm pretty sure, like Gurpreet, if you ask him, he wouldn't know much about it. The shot, <laughs> the, the, the way, the pace at which the shot came, he just like stuck his arm yeah. out and was pretty strong arm, yeah. right? So. Yeah, he managed to pull off that save. Uh, the Karim scored a screamer against Afghanistan the first match, their yeah. first game. Yeah, from the base of Malaysia, the ball. Yeah, yeah. Abdul Karim Hassan once again from distance. Gurpreet Singh Sandhu oh! on the rebound once again with the head. Gurpreet's hands, his full frame, the crossbar, the upright. Everything seems to be falling in place for India, yeah. but only just. So they'd come in from like a six-zero win before, yeah. and we expected. Not, I mean, not as bad a thrashing, but we expected it to go somewhere along those lines. What do you think this does to their confidence? I mean, it doesn't make a difference to them because they automatically qualify. But yeah, you see how, yeah, you see how that whole group dynamic sort of stays when you have a team that's still figuring out its combination. Yeah. It's still figuring out there are so many chinks in that Indian armor which Stimanch is working on and stuff of the sort. So, what do you make of that for Qatar as a team that's looking at an opponent? I would say that it should severely dent their morale for certain. Even though they have a they have a assured spot at the World Cup, but the fact that they are the Asian champs and this was their best team, mind you, they wasn't it wasn't a second string team. The only player that they were missing was Akram Afif, who is a really really creative midfielder. But for some reason, he wasn't on the team sheet at all. So it's a mystery as to where he was. Nobody knows yet. There's no there's no report. There was a lot of chatter about that before the yeah, game was no there. Yeah, because I, I I put him out as one of the players to watch out for Akram and Almaz Ali and that captain Hassan Al Hedos, but. Uh, Akram was in the, probably that's why there was not much enough, not enough service for Almaz because Almaz and Akram were a few way path through the under 13, under 15 games together. So it's probably why Almaz wasn't as useful as he generally is on the pitch. But I think this is a huge setback for Qatar if you ask me because just given the fact that they couldn't beat an Indian team which was without Sunil Chetri. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sunil Chetri is the face of Indian football. Let's face it. And the team which did not have Sunil Chetri or I mean Ashi Kurunian was amazing that Indian India Oman match. So I'm sure they did their homework and did look him up as well. And the fact that they couldn't put a goal past, I'm not saying it's a weak Indian team. I'm saying it wasn't the best Indian team we had. The fact that they couldn't score past this team, and the fact that they were held to a nil-nil draw at home, despite their best team, I think was, is, will be a huge setback. But I don't think they're really looking too much because I mean they're assured a spot anyway. Exactly. So we brush it off and 
yeah i think they're going to coast through anyway so so it's interesting you should bring up india oman because when that game got over i mean we were leading 1-0 till about the 75th 80th minute and then suddenly second. 82nd minute and then suddenly we have these two goals that come from mm-hmm. nowhere and then the whole morale of that stadium also yeah. changes because it's it's so denting in the last 15 minutes that it, you don't ex- i mean as many times as that's happened you don't expect something yeah. like that to happen in a world cup qualifier so in that sense what do you think india took from that game that they got right in the india qatar match remember i said i had flashbacks of the india bahrain game at the asian cup honestly when india conceded the 82nd minute i was just like i think there was no no yeah get someone i was hoping they wouldn't concede oh, again one yeah. one i was hoping they would just hold on not concede but just like how pranay had that skill that the penalty at the asian cup box is hoping doesn't happen again but that goal was almanda right yeah that was just good second two goal goals. Was something yeah. out of this world that amazing color was something out of this world and i yeah it was, it was heartbreaking to say the least it was heartbreaking but i think the fact what they learned was that they didn't really i think what we did this time was we defended as 11 men there wasn't unnecessary expenditure of, of energy at all yeah. we stayed back held our line really well the position the defensive shape was amazing there was no stray running around there was no unnecessary uh, forward um, punts which generally we have played in the past so it was very uh, i think a more controlled and composite structure that we held on to which was easier for us this time around yeah i think like so in the first half starting from the first half like comparing both the games india were much more like you know holding the shape right from the start and when the second half came around like we were we were we had the players to like you know pass through uh, in sahal and uh, ayru tapa and you and what these guys uh, did was held, uh, held the ball in midfield and then they were trying to get it uh, through to udanta uh, on the break counter which uh, udanta to his credit did really well he was holding off by himself uh, yeah. on the right side and also in times like uh, making his forward runs yeah and uh, yeah he we did have a few chances as well which we, if we could have taken but again like that's reading too much into it yeah. for now mm-hmm. but again like even towards the end of the uh match like i think it was around the 70 to 90th minute india were not punting the ball mm-hmm. forward from defense by while putting put under pressure we had the ball we were playing out from the back yeah, which was correct. really brilliant to see yeah so th- that's something which happened uh in the match uh in the asian cup right yeah. we were constantly like when put under pressure we were looking for that point we were if we had the ball we were just like booting it away mm-hmm. and that ultimately cost us and sunil chetri at the end of the oman game uh, in the post match he said yeah. that uh we just need to learn to how to hold the ball mm-hmm. in position mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a, a situation where if we uh, score first it shouldn't be just like you know you guys have the ball we will defend from now on that mm-hmm. shouldn't be the case and that's something which we did well throughout the match we need to be realistic as well just one point and i don't want to take away the joy out of this game but if we don't win our next games then we won't value this game much so to value this point in the next three games against Afghanistan Bangladesh so of course we enjoyed the game yes it's but it's over now it's time to go back to the study room watch the videos of course we made some errors as well in the game so it's time to rectify them and it's back to work one thing that i think as layman sort of who looked at this game and saw that you know somebody there's this team like Qatar that's got this reputation that they come in with the asian champions the host of the world cup and then you have this indian team that manages to not only not concede but also you have this brilliant play where it seems like they're on some sort of an equal footing if mm. you look at the way that entire game went yeah now while there is one section that says you know good job this is definitely 10 steps ahead compared to where we've been in the kind of problems we've had 
there's also the other section that says it's still not a win we've still not yeah we've not gone ahead technically yeah. yeah you've gotten certain things right but it makes no difference to you in terms of what the qualification no, scenario is like and everything are we too premature to celebrate is that no, but like we need we... to put this result also in the context that qatar scored uh, 19 goals in the asian championship mm. they played uh, against uh, in the copa america as well where they were held to uh, they couldn't score only against brazil Correct. argentina and uh, colombia yeah. yeah colombia and we are the other team this year to not uh, let qatar score against the fourth team in the world and the only asian team yeah only asian team this year to so keep clean sheet yeah. we need to like put all those into perspective as well this going over ashin said it's also the first time india hasn't conceded in the last 15 minutes against narab nation this year we conceded against oman we conceded against bahrain and against uae and udanta like ashin mentioned earlier was a constant menace in the right and the fact that he could overpower abdel karim who's almost twice his size he could have him for breakfast man you see how big the man is and that was towards the end of the yeah, match exactly. like, not the end of the game yeah He's, he was just going for o- it. Yeah. This, this guy. He was on, he was cutting it on the left and going. He had a couple of shots in his left foot, weaker leg. Yeah. But I think, I think it was just honestly, I think it's great result. But again, looking at the bigger picture, it's great for Indian, for Indian football and for Igor Stimats and his vision of what he wants to do with this team. But looking at the qualification scenario, we're still in not the greatest of positions. We've lost the first match, so we have one, and we do the second one. So we have one point out of a possible four, which means now we have to win all our remaining matches, which is. We've got another what one, two, three, four, five, and six matches to go. Got to win all six of them because mm-hmm. if not, then we will be in trouble. Qatar anyway are through, so we have to finish second to second. go through. And Oman have an advantage over us already. So that unless we win all the matches now, we still that, that counts as an away win for them, right? So we Correct. need to like go to Oman and beat them. Correct. So we have to have to really pull up our socks. And I mean, this could be a great platform for us, like a springboard for us. So this could be an amazing platform for us to. I'm, I'm sure it's a huge morale boost for the team. And with Chetri and uh, Shikhar back for the next game will be a massive boost, and I'm sure that you know it's going to act as a as an impetus. But yeah, I mean we can't get be blinded by the fact that this was a great result. But I mean, yeah, we can't sit back. There's still a larger thing to look at. Yeah. Definitely. I think I also want to give a shout out to my boy Robin Borges. <laughs> <laughs> I think he. I think uh, for the last two years he's been one of a one of a uh, reliable central midfielders. I think mostly for the club side, mm-hmm. North East United, and now he's currently moved to Mumbai City. Yeah. Last season under Elko Shatori in the ISL, I think he bloomed, blue blossom, blossom in some ways. <laughs> You've got both the words. <laughs> yeah, in, as a box to box midfielder, but under C match, uh, who wanted uh, Amarjit Kiam as yes. uh, under 19 uh, player to uh, be his defensive midfielder. Oh, he, 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 he injured. He's injured for the next Correct. three months. Correct. Yeah. So for Roland to like come in and then to nail down in the last position in the last two mm-hmm. matches was good to watch. Like uh, he he was one of the part of the reason where why India did really well in, in central midfield. Yeah. I mean, if you talk about uh, Roland, we got to give a shout out to Adil Khan as well. Mm-hmm. Struggling to make it in the national team for the yeah. longest time, and the way he held his. Line the other day, amazing coordination with Gurpreet and Sandesh. I think and it is overall part. Adil is a central defensive midfielder for FC Pune City. Right. Yeah. Abu. Correct. For another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this is the homework. That's a really new story well. on its own. Yeah, this is the homework really well. I think. Yeah. I mean, both of them. The entire team, to be honest. Fantastic. Since you're anyway talking about the defense, what do you think they got right? What do you think they can sort of change ahead of their game in Kolkata next month? So one thing I think they got right was the fact that in their homework, like I said earlier, was the fact that they they have a so Qatar scoring has been either to center or to the left. Center has been Akram Afif, Almaz Ali, and Hassan Al Haber's combined to score, or it's been a screamer from one of their long shooting experts, 
or it's um, that captain Hassan Al-Hadd was crossing from the left and a header or a tap-in. It's been that trademark way of scoring and that happened again. You could see Hassan Al-Hadd was on the left, it was a constant, constant terror. But Gurpreet had him cut out on most occasions and in the cross, when the cross did come in, Gurpreet wasn't shy to run off his line. He, he, was, going, his he was going for shots from, from the ridiculous angle, exactly. from the, almost from the edge of the box <laughs> on the left side, he was taking shots. Almost a zero angle. Yeah, which you would expect like Gurpreet to make the saves. But Still, like you, you could see that like Qatar was getting frustrated from and the first ten yeah, minutes. Like the centre back was taking a shot Correct. from range in within the first ten minutes of the match, and they had so many shots from distance. It also which, plays which, show, which, which, which shows that the opposition is also frustrated. They are now exactly. able to no find a way uh, through to goal for their striker. And so that's that's good that. for a defence that's just still forming its combination, yep. isn't it? In that yeah. sense, with Sandesh and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Positive point would be the fact that if they could hold. Qatar to a nil-nil draw, I'm sure Bangladesh would be a slightly easier task for them. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if again, like I said earlier, Chetri and Ashik are back in our goal-scoring yeah. department will be a lot more strengthened. But and without them, do you think there was a chance to make this a 1-0? There was. Scoreline? Yes, with Sahal, definitely. There was a lot of good chances. Like Sahal had a couple of cheeky one-twos with uh, Udanta and even Anirudh Thapa and Udanta had a nice little combination towards the yeah. end. I think there's a lot of chance. Man, but it was wasn't like more of a clear cut chances. We, yeah. we did get into positions. It, yeah. We could have, uh, if we, it, it needed a moment of brilliance to like, okay. you know, okay. score that goal. Yeah. At that point, it was just about containing yeah. itself. We were doing pretty a pretty much. brilliant job. Of I that, think isn't it? like any uh, draw or win, draw would have been a really good result, and that's what we ended with. Like, win would have been icing on the cake. Hmm. Yeah. It would have been unbelievable, man. Yeah. I had a tear, I had a couple of tears when we did draw the full time whistle. That's why I said I was shaking. I honestly <laughs> had a tear or two. I was like, damn, this is fantastic for Indian football. One of the biggest, I think, results in the last decade. But yeah. Looking for options now. Back towards Udanta. Udanta! Almost gives 1 0 to India. What a mess it is. What a curler that was. You have to keep that ball inches down. So I think one of the bittersweet portions of this is the fact that Chetri wasn't around. But yeah. then again, now, I mean, we can talk all day about what things would have been like if Chetri was there, yeah. considering how consistent he is with scoring and yeah. everything. But again, I would like to ask you, do you think maybe the team sort of managed a result like this because he wasn't around? Because that required everybody to sort of step their game up. It required not just your your other striking options, but also the fact that your defence really had to get their act together and make sure that they sort of compensate for the lack of that uh, ace right up front. So, yeah. what do you make of that? I have, I have a very interesting uh, like thought behind that. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't want it to sound too critical as well, but uh, I think Steam Match point, pointed out at the end of the Oman game that like you know Chetri and uh, Udanta were supposed to close down um, the Oman's number ten. I forgot the name. Uh, he who supplied the pass for the Oman's first goal, mm-hmm. and he felt that like you know they were the ones who were supposed to. Uh, like close down the guy to move the ball to his left foot, who's, which is his favorite. Right. And I think Chetri failed to do that, and that guy picked out a beautiful pass over the top, and uh, uh, and from which Oman scored. But again, it's like looking too critical, yeah. being too critical of that. But I just felt like you know, you, with your captain not there, you just like galvanized to like you know go there and like not put in a, put in your hundred percent and like get the effort. But I think Manvi also yes. proved a point yeah. in the game. Like who who has been uh, not a favorite with uh, his club side FC Goa, mm. who, uh, who has some brilliant forwards, foreign forwards yeah. who have been banging in the goals for them. So Koraminas. yeah, Peran Koraminas and Edu Beria and other guys. 
and uh, so he he's a youngster 23 years old he's uh, he hasn't played much in the isl side mm-hmm. and for him to come in yeah. and yeah. to keep katari 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 defenders occupied throughout the 90 minutes was brilliant to watch like he held up his held, held the ball up front and then he got players like uh, sahal and tapa and udanta to play which was good he didn't get overpowered like uh, yeah. in the first uh, first half i felt mm-hmm. but then i think he really stepped it up in the second half and which was good to watch but he'll still need to like you know go find the goal scoring touch which we have been like screaming out for if and when like chetri calls it a day mm-hmm. or if he's not available mm-hmm. like against qatar so i remember ashin you are one of i think jobi justin's biggest advocates because even when we were discussing this yeah. right before doing this podcast itself you we were talking about why aren't we looking at him as well as an option so what what do you think we should do do you think maybe we should give him a shot no in the next again game? it it all uh, comes down to the coach's preference right like he probably felt like he is not the ideal striker for him uh he did have his chances in uh, in the lead up to the qualifiers he was part of the preliminary squad and he was also part of the uh, intercontinental cup squad and he did get like 45 minutes which isn't enough time to like prove your worth but exactly. uh again probably i just felt like you know since he did play well for uh, east bengal last year in the i league and uh, he was after chetri i mean like he and chetri had the equal number of goals last season for an indian player i just felt like probably if you need a source of goal like then you have someone with a proven record then mm-hmm. just like have him in the squad but i think the coach feels uh, differently so we just need to like go with that even suseraj michael also is Really had a good season last year. He was cut short by an injury, but mm-hmm. he's been he's been he's been looking good for a long time. But again, if you look at what Stimats is trying to do, I think he's pretty much looking to set up a younger unit yeah. that he wants to do. So if you look at it, like you know, Narendra, who's he? Yeah, no, we're looking at younger. Wow, younger even. How many younger can you get? I'm saying like Manvir or a Narendra Gyalot and even Amarjit and Sahal as well and Ashik. They're all the younger guys who are probably will be around for a good decade or so. Touch wood without any injuries. Yeah, touch wood. Yeah. But I, okay, I just want to like put this out here. Like, uh, why haven't there any callers from Chennai City FC who are the <laughs> IL champions? And uh, they play a similar brand of football which Team Match wants mm-hmm. India Indian footballers to play. And you have some uh, really good Indian players who have been schooled in the uh, style of play last yeah. year. So it just seems like a natural progression yeah. to come from a setup. into uh, steam as set up in the indian team so i don't know actually who do you want huh we call up i i uh, i was really impressed with ajit kumar last last year the left yeah. back and uh, yeah i think mandar was uh, to give credit to him he was really good mm-hmm. in the last game but if you want a younger left back mm-hmm. who who's really good at attacking i think uh, ajit kumar is one who could you can groom him right. it's not like you know you need to like get him in like you know he needs to be a Permanent left mm. left back already. Mm. We do have pretty good left left backs in the country, but if you want yeah. someone of that style to play, then get him in like you know, get, get him that exposure. So you go, Simaat. If you listen to this, please give Ajit Kumar a look. Ashwin will be happy in Seoul, China City. Yes, yes. It is a night to remember for the Blue Tigers. He goes, Simaat. Can celebrate like it's a victory to savor. India is expecting superhuman things from him. Let's just put that out there. We just think, okay, we've got a new coach. Something's working. Now the expectation is going to be a lot higher going into a game with a relatively easier opponent. What do we make of that? What the expectations do? come with, like you know, being in a huge country like a great club power comes great. Great power <laughs> with higher population comes more responsibility. Not like yeah, like lighting up lemon batman. Yeah. Hey, great power, great responsibility. Spider Man. Yes. Ah, okay. 
I laughed it off. Ashir. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen two games now mm-hmm. and we've seen can't say identical strategies because they're different teams. It's yeah. been different approaches to both these teams. So going into say a Bangladesh game, mm-hmm. what does Tamat need to do? What does he need to keep in mind? I like the way we played the last game. Yes, of course, it was a different opponent where we had to stay back and hold our fort and not attack unless absolutely unless it was a clear cut chance or a or a counter chance. But I think I would like him to play a similar structure where we play from the back, which has always been his philosophy to play out the ball from the back and not just a typical goof on a punt ahead. So I think just stick to structure. The defense will be really solid. Probably yes, with the for the fifth time I'm saying this again. But if Ashwin and Chetri are back, then we have more. Um, there's a greater power up front as well and I think the goals will follow honestly I think the way they're playing right now a lot of fluidity in the passing as well and if 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 we have Sahal uh, Mashi Kudanta and Thapa playing with Chetri up front I think that's a mouthwatering attack yeah it's quite quite nice to sort of picture that on field fair mm. so we've discussed qualification scenarios we've discussed the Oman game we've touched on that Oman game we've done like a very decent postmortem of the India Qatar game as well and we know what we need to expect for the India Bangladesh tie as well now Ashin you are going to be going there and covering that game how exciting is that going to be for you it is and um, considering steamer just uh, put out a rallying cry for the Kolkata support to turn up in huge yeah. numbers he said now i want 80000 people to turn up at the salt lake so i'm really pumped for that oh wow and uh, yeah and if it's a win then like you know it just like says that, like you know we are further on the right track what should your ideal chant be when you go there I mean, yeah, you're covering the game, but let's I'm let's be very honest. Oh come on! <laughs> no, I'm not at all. No. Oh, uh, if if we do like put in a goal or two, then I'm not like, even like a fist pump, fist like pump, a secret yeah. fist pump fist somewhere pump, yeah. <laughs> on the corner, like where no one sees. <laughs> Ethics, absolutely <laughs> lovely. Okay, so we've discussed qualifications. We've discussed what we need to look forward to, what we need to keep in mind from the past. Parting words, gentlemen. It's a exciting time. in terms of the national team so it's a the result just like you know adds adds to that the against qatar and being in a world cup qualifier it's an exciting time right like you know the more you more matches you play and the more time you get to watch them um that's what like you want to see and you just like enjoy the ride for now because we just need to like give the new man some time to like you know uh settle in settle in he is in a way he settled in he just needs some mistakes will come along the way Fairly, it just seems like he's taking yeah. the whole thing yeah. with both hands. It's not like he's taking his time. He's making those radical changes. He's making those seeming apparently outrageous decisions where he just comes out and says, "This is my process. Let's yeah. just see how this works." That's nice coming from a coach, especially yeah. in like an Indian outfit. Yeah, I think he deserves a win. Honestly, I think he deserves one win, one high-profile win. If it's Bangladesh, it's a FIFA World Cup qualifier. So I think he deserves a win. Deserves something more to smile about. And I think, yeah, he do all of us a world of good. All of us. again as as we discussed with several other sports like several other tournaments like the olympics and things of the sort should we also consider this to be a longer process than just the 2022 world cup i mean we, i know when some things go right we expect instant results to keep following especially when you see things going right systemically like this but should we also keep in mind that maybe 2022 is not when our results are going to show and it's probably a longer sort of a i think like large coach coach has also been yeah. saying uh, right for, right for the qualifiers they like you know Meet that the 2022 World Cup is a stretch too far. Uh, so the good thing for India is that like you know through the qualifiers there's also a opening for the 2023 Asian Cup right. qualification. Right. So that's what he's aiming for. So yeah, one step at a time. Yeah, I just hope like you know he gets to pull for that. 
through these uh, qualifying matches. Yeah, which should be amazing because it'll be the first time you're playing back-to-back Asian Cups. Mm. That'll be good as well. That's not a too bad a target. Exactly. Fair enough. Alright, so thank you so much gentlemen for your insights about the game. I can't wait to actually do this again when probably we have a positive result to discuss after yeah, the India-Bangladesh game. Let's not jinx it, fingers crossed. So Bash is a lucky mascot. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. should be. It's on you if we don't win then. <laughs> I don't think I'll get a flight out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Alright, so if any of you listening have something to say about any of the games India has played or the games India is going to be playing in the FIFA 2022 qualifiers, please hit us up on social media. We're available at SportsStarWeb on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Until the next episode, this is Ashin, Sham and Lavanya signing off. Thank you so much for listening.